0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast. This is Check's Notes, episode 111. I'm your host Davey Roche. This is co-host Cataldo Gallo, uh, and this episode, as always, is powered by 91N. So uh, it, there was—it's it, been a week for Leafs fans. It's basically civil war at this point, I think. <laughs> um, and I don't even think we know what we're fighting about, which makes it all all that much better. Um, so we'll, we'll go over it very simply. It was three past regulation, two wins and a shootout, one loss in overtime to the Boston Bruins last night after a comeback and a goal with five five 5.7, I believe, is what they ended up with 5. on the clock. 8. I think they changed it to 5.7. Well, whatever. Matthew scores a goal with under six seconds left. We can confirm there was under six seconds left in the hockey game. Ties it up, goes into overtime. It was a hell of an entertaining overtime period. The Boston Bruins had 11 shots in the overtime period, which was the most out of any period for the whole game. And it was five minutes long, not even. So that's kind of an unbelievable stat if you really think about it. Me and Gatano actually watched the game together uh, and the end of the Habs-Detroit game, which we will talk about later. Um but we'll start start at the top with the Leafs as we always do. So um it was so we lost to Pittsburgh. Yes, it was the 2-1 shootout victory versus the Florida Panthers with one of the most insane reviews and it, it was the right call. Like you are not allowed to touch the puck with your stick twice. Like you cannot score on a rebound attempt in a shootout. No, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's a absolutely. Correct. We know that. But I've never seen that before, have you? No. Uh and especially as, like, the winning goal, like, the Panthers were fucking, like, in the locker room. Off, yeah, <laughs> like, Joseph Wool had his entire setup off. He had yeah, to get like, redressed. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it to, like, that extent at all. Uh, I thought it was great. It was fantastic and and for it to not go any further than it possibly could have after that like for us to score and them to miss like immediately following it was just it just made it so perfect. It was like a a win completely ripped away from the Florida Panthers. It was it was beautiful to watch. It brought a tear to my eye. It really did. Um then the next game was a shootout win against um the Seattle Kraken. We went up in that game, and we gave up a lead. Mitch Marner had a hat trick. It was his it, he needed that. he really, really needed that because he has been awful, and we can talk about that a little bit. We probably will talk about that a little bit here after we just go over the games. but uh that was a victory, and you're giving up that point to a Western conference team, so it doesn't really matter the way I look at it. So maybe it not wasn't the prettiest win, but the Leafs did end up getting both of those victories, and Joseph wool was. Fantastic for both of those games. And last night's game. Joseph Wohl has been really freaking good. Like, he's been really, really good. And uh, it's been a long time coming that the Leafs have a drafted and developed really good goaltender. Like, we're talking Felix Potvin. I've mentioned that on that on this show before. It's just, it's so nice to see this kid coming into his own. And he's not a kid. He's, like, from the same draft class as Austin Matthews. Is he actually? Yes. That's yes, he so...
1: Like, <laughs> I would never have feel...
0: guessed that. Yeah. No, I know. It's kind of insane. But he spent a lot of time uh, back in junior. He spent a lot of time playing in the AHL. And he succeeded at both of those levels. And, and it's carrying over. It's it's true development. This kid's gone through like eight years of development here with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, yeah.
1: And I mean, it's, it's no surprise... Uh that like a goalie's development takes that much longer to kind of hit this level. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like that blows my mind. I didn't know that he was in the Matthews draft class.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he has been the story at least of the past week for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um Samsonov wasn't even available last night. He was out with illness. So Martin Jones was backing up Joseph. Wall. I'm not sure that he would have gotten three straight starts if that wasn't the case, but I'm glad he did. Cause he got to show that he can handle that, you know, you got to show that he can be the backbone of a team for an extended period of time. He doesn't need to be a one A or a one B. He can just be the one. And I think that's that's something that's really important for him to to prove to the to the coaching staff right now. His goalie coach, Sheldon Keefe, even the general manager Brad Sherlivick. It's it's really important that he he makes that known. He's able to do this and he he will succeed if you allow him to do this. Um and I think another now that we're we've gone over all the games got we don't really need to talk much more about last night's game it was it was a good hockey game and it was one of the game one of the first games this year that the leafs first of all that they outshot their opponent in <laughs> until the very end there in in the overtime period when boston just had a flurry but even in the overtime period man wool was fantastic like he made some unbelievable saves even the goal they scored on that was like a pasture act partial break that he stopped yeah. At first, and then Pasternak gets the puck over to Marchand for the victory. But yeah, um, I'd like to talk about the, the, the top players. Uh, William Nylander has gone pointless now uh, since his streak ended, which is, is kind of hard to watch. He's hit probably, I would guess, anywhere between 15 and 20 posts since then. But it is what it is. Those don't even count as shots on goal. <laughs> no. So it doesn't... But I mean,
1: it, sh- it shows you those fine margins, right? Those those shots are that half inch inside the post. And we're talking about the streak being 20 something games, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Austin Matthews until last night when he scored a couple was was has been very, very cold. Um, I believe he's up to 16 goals on the season now, but I think he's only scored in like. Eight games, maybe. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? He's out there every other night putting up an effort. And the, the issue is, it's he seems to be blending into play. And when you see you know, a superstar like that start blending in with the rest of the guys on the ice, it, it kind of makes you nervous. Well, Marner's been been very pedestrian. I'm pretty sure I talked about that last week. He's just, he's his magic isn't there. Uh, up until that hat-trick game, obviously, scoring a hat-trick is pretty magical. Um, but up until then he he was piss poor it's it's not really there's no way to to glaze it he's just been not not great he's been giving pucks away at the blue line and it, it's continued for a solid 20 games here um yeah it, it's 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 hard because you know what he has to offer you know what he can do you've seen him do it you know what he gets paid to do and how much he gets paid to do it and it's it's just hard to watch him struggle like that, but then, hopefully, that hat trick game wakes him up a little bit. Hopefully, getting hit in the jaw with a puck wakes him up a little bit. That would be nice. Maybe Fishbowl Mitch will be uh, like like masked LeBron back in Miami. <laughs> but I didn't see much of it last night. I I do believe he had at least a point, but I don't. Uh, he wasn't overly visible last night, like he was against Seattle. Um, yeah, Tavares, you know. He's been, he's been doing him. He Five on five, he's been fantastic. He hasn't really done much on the power play this year, which is odd because that's where he's excelled as a Leaf to this point throughout the contract. Um, but it's nice to see him at 33 years old still doing what he's doing. Um, I don't think you could ask much more from him, to be honest. Tyler Bertuzzi has continued to look great all through this week, just like he did leading into last week's episode. Max Domi scored his first goal as a Leaf last night. That was really nice to see. Um, yeah, I I think the Civil War is coming when I said that to open the show here. I think that comes because we're still winning hockey games. Like, I, I believe the stat is now in our last nine. We're like 6-2 and, or, or what is it, 6-1 and 2, maybe? Is that what it is? Um
1: 7 yeah. and 4 and 1 at home 5 yeah uh
0: yeah yeah you're 6 yeah. 2 and 2 in your last 10 sorry 6 2 and 2 in the last 10 so there you go that like any team you look at that record and you go that's that's pretty good like yeah i think most most teams in the league would take that over the last 10 games but they haven't even come close to offering what they can like they're not playing at their highest level at all yet and this decor is so suspect it hurts to look at um but we're still putting up the numbers and that's where that's where the civil war comes from because like all of the players that we pay the most money to be the best haven't been we've been kept in a lot of games by our goaltending Our decor sucks like it's just right now with all of the injuries it's not good like it's it's not a playoff team decor it just isn't and you would think when looking at all of those things that we would have lost like 10 of our last 10 games (laughs) considering that we need in order for this team to succeed the big guys need to be going and if they're not we're screwed because we just don't have the ability to keep the puck out of the net. If those guys aren't scoring, we we need, and and, and this was, remember that question that Specter asked McDavid, would you prefer to win the game 2-1 or 7-4? Yeah. <laughs> we have to win our games right now, 7-4. Like if we're, you know what I mean? That's what it feels like. But, and it's kind of crazy because looking back on these games here, like they're not that high scoring games. Like 4-3 in Boston, 4-3 in Seattle, 2-1, 3-2, 4-3. Like, we're not looking at seven, five, seven, four games here like you might expect. No,
1: because you guys can't get fucking regulation wins. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I know.
1: But that's, but that's the thing, like, as, as, as someone who's not in, as part of the Civil War, like, I'm just observing it. Like, you're, like, there's, I don't see a difference really in winning in regulation or in overtime. As long as you're winning no. the game, like, the, those two points is all that matters.
0: Well, and you could even make the argument that winning a close game like that is its own skill. Like, and it's something that could translate to playoff success. Is when you're in a close game, you find a way to win it. Right? Yeah, exactly. As opposed to having to make it, like, a, th- there's two viewpoints here. And I think that's where it comes from. Like, like, like that that's what I'm talking about here. Is you have the viewpoint of why do we have to, why does every game have to be tight and close? Why can't we just blow teams out of the water? We have the skill to do it. Why can't we do it? But on the other hand, When we're in these close games, we find a way to win. Which is a skill all in itself, right? And it's a mindset all in itself. Even last night, we lost. But to come back in the third period like that and at least secure a point against a divisional rival that you're actually not too far away from in the standings. Yes, Boston's in first place. But I don't believe there's that much of a gap now. I believe we have a game at hand and they've got seven points on us.
1: Yeah, they've got seven points on you
0: and you have a game in hand. So that's not awful, and to secure that point last night was was huge from Matthews and and even Marner who made the pass over to Matthews for the game game tire, with five seconds left. Um, yeah, that's about all I got for Leafland. We don't play now until Thursday, so we're gonna have some time off. Which I I I hate the schedule maker schedule, this year. Schedule's been real weird this year. Eh? Well, with the Sweden trip, like we we're going like. You know, it went week off, Sweden trip, week off, regular, week off. Like I, don't yeah, know like, I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, let's move over to Montreal. There was the game last night. Who else did the uh, Montreal Canadiens have the pleasure of getting their ass kicked by this week?
1: <laughs> uh, so we finished off our road trip uh, in Columbus, uh, beating them 4-2 on Wednesday. Lost uh, on home ice to the Panthers on Thursday and then lost uh, again uh, last night in Montreal to the Red Wings in overtime. Kind of the same old story uh, we've had this year. The slow starts uh, falling behind early. Lucky enough, we were uh, able to pull it back against Columbus, uh, but the Panthers just ran away with it in the third. And uh, Again, a late, late, late comeback last night to get the point—at uh, least a pity point—losing uh, in overtime. But uh, the big news this week is Alex Newhook uh, high ankle sprain. He is out for ten to twelve weeks. Just as he was kind of getting on a roll, he had points and I think six of his last seven. handful of goals. Just you know, I I know I know you hate when I talk about it, but just like these injuries are just so fucking. Just every time someone seems to get on a roll. uh there you Before go. you
0: even continue with this energy, like injury conversation, half of our decor are ECHL players. Oh, you understand that, right? Oh, I know. Like I know. But Bill here, Lagisson, the, thing. Hey, the legend, Wall. William Lagisson. He's been good, but he's not an NHL defenseman. <laughs> no, no.
1: But like, the thing is, like, you have like the rest of a team to like work around. The Habs like don't in terms of like we're still rebuilding. We're still not at, at our healthiest. We're not a great team. And then you take like, you know, Kirby Dock and Alex Newhook and rip them out of the lineup. It's like, oh fuck. The decor actually has been holding up, up decently well with the injuries. So like Jack, I and Harris are still out. Uh, Weidman still hasn't played a game this year, but uh, Jaden Struble's looked super good. He's only played, I think about six or seven games now. Um, but like, just looks like an NHL defenseman. Like he's not, uh, panicking he's not rushing he doesn't seem like he's in over his head he's playing a super simple game don't get me wrong he's not you know taking up 25 minutes a night but like those 10-12 minutes he gets is just simple efficient hockey it's been actually really nice to watch uh also big news out of Montreal Sam Montembeau signed a three by 3.15 I love it I think it's uh perfect for both parties really um yeah because the Habs aren't going to be good in the next three years like they're that's part of rebuilding so like we're not committing to like too much time with him it's not like you're giving him five or six years where he's like going to be part of your hopefully contending team but like realistically in three like just say in that third year if the habs need to move him on like 3.15 with the cap going up is also like totally movable if uh, if it if it ends up that way like i think it's just a really solid deal for everyone really and also no trade protection in there at all which is super key
0: yeah well what i thought was interesting was this i i'm sure would take him out of the edmonton oilers sweepstakes but where there's been lots of talk about them looking for one of those montreal goaltenders
1: um i'm not 100 percent sure what their cap situation looks like and what they could be sending back but i'm trying to think let me give me a sec to pull up jake allen's contract here
0: well, if they, I, I'm sure the Jake Allen contract, I, I would guess, I don't know, I'm guessing it's somewhere between four and six.
1: Jake Allen's making uh three point eight five. So he's got this year and one more. Okay. Um. Okay. So, so like, not, not a significant difference there. Seven hundred k.
0: Okay. I feel like they wouldn't have signed Montembeau to a contract though, if they wanted to him to be the one that they move on from this year. Like, you're oh, right. I, maybe. Maybe that would be something that they explore in year three of the contract, if they're still a struggling team. But I just mean, like, that kind of takes them out of this year, ed- the Edmonton Oilers need a fucking goaltender, like, more than they need their next breath. I think they understand that. Um, and everybody was talking about them looking at the three in Montreal, because there's Primo yeah. as well, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, I just think, uh, just, it's just interesting that there's zero trade protection. So I, I have seen that people are like, oh, like, this could be something that, you know, still gets flipped to Edmonton. But now, because he's got, you know, three more years left on that deal, you could ask a little more. Uh, cause it's not like they're getting a, a UFA or anything like that. Not that Alan uh, is either, cause he's loves one more
0: year after this. But you know what I mean? I feel like that would be such a dick move, though. Sign him to a contract and then immediately trade him to Edmonton where <laughs> goaltenders go to die.
1: <laughs> you know, but you know, at least he signed him to that deal. So it's hey, like, Pull, you can pull Jack Campbell and make fucking five mil playing in the AHL.
0: I've heard that they're exploring bringing Jack Campbell back up to the big team. He's had uh, three reasonable starts down in the A, from what I what I understand, and <laughs> they're seeing if they could bring him back up here.
1: I mean, like, what are their other options? Stuart Skinner yeah.
0: and run him with the skin, Daddy. Like, that's about it. Who Jeff the Skinner, fuck's their other goalie. Well, I gotta. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I forget his name. Calvert Picard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Picard. Calvin Picard. Yeah. Like that's just,
1: I mean, that's just three awful fucking options. If we're going to be totally honest.
0: It is. But if I'm not mistaken, they've won either four or five in a row now, those Oilers. Um, the Edmonton Oilers. They have won four in a row. Yeah. They have. Because They've think beaten so. the Ducks 8-2. They beat the... Oh, no. Sorry. It started against the Capitals. They beat the Caps 5-0. Ducks 8-2. They beat the Golden Knights 5-4 in a shootout. And they beat the Jets on uh, Thursday so, night. So you'll
1: never guess what the only other team in the league is with a four-game winning streak right now.
0: I'm going to guess...
1: The San Jose Sharks. Wrong. The Arizona Coyotes. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. How so, Sharks I mean. Are
1: you, too? Uh, where are they? I'm pretty uh, sure they have. Uh, no, they're, they've only won one in a row. They're four, five, and one in their last ten. So, they might have won That's their four. losses really lost good
0: in, for them, dude. That's really, really good. Like, who do they play next? They got the Rangers. Today at six. Oh, I'm gonna watch that game. Rangers I wanna see the, second second get the league, by the, way. the Rangers are second in the league right now, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I wanna see the Sharks beat them. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um I feel like there was some stuff. Maybe that happened this week, Katano. Something uh, that had to do with maybe concealing some information um, in the Windy I City. I mean,
1: a team from Chicago, like, not fully disclosing, like, legal matters?
0: Shocking. You couldn't make this stuff up. <laughs> you actually couldn't make this stuff up. Uh, uh,
1: you, uh, you can take the lead on this
0: one. Uh, before I go off here, are we done talking about the halves. Like, do you have anything else you would like to mention? We'll get into the, the games throughout the week here.
1: Yeah, so uh, until we do shoot schedule, I think we're good with Habs for right now.
0: But we're good to, like, put yeah, Corey yeah. Perry on the barbecue and the Chicago Blackhawks on the barbecue here? Oh, 100%. Okay, so this is one of the craziest, most egregious things. And that's crazy to say, coming, like like, talking about the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. So let's just, like, give a timeline of events here, okay? So Corey Perry gets sat out a few games. We mentioned it on last week's show, I believe, very briefly, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's sat out. I, I believe he actually was yanked from the middle of a game, like in the middle of the second period. The Blackhawks pulled him from a game. So I don't remember that, but it also wouldn't shock me if that happened. I believe that is what happened. I, I might be wrong. I apologize if I am, but I believe that is what happened. He was pulled from the middle of a game with no explanation. People figured it was some form of of injury, right? Then he's healthied the next game, and then he's healthied again, and people are now like, "What's going on? What's going on down in down in uh, Windy City there?" Something says something doesn't smell right. So, what happens when something doesn't smell right and everybody on Twitter is talking about it? Rumors start, right? That's what happens. Well, the Chicago Blackhawks had a mom's trip early in the month of November, right? And a rumor began that was absolutely wild, like, one of the craziest rumors that I've ever heard in my life. It was not true at all. Um... Yeah, the rumor was that Corey Perry had slept with Connor Bedard's mother. That was the rumor. And it is. I want to reiterate that that is completely not true. We are not fabricating stories here on the Bitter Rivals podcast. That is not what we do. We are just relaying information. That is all. So, <laughs> finally, I think it was four days after he gets yanked from the game. And this 18-year-old future of the franchise, Connor Bedard, had to look at this shit on Twitter and Instagram. Like, it, it was it was trending for four straight days. For four days, this was trending, this rumor. Like, and nobody came out to deny it. Nobody. Not him, not Corey Perry, not the Blackhawks, not the coach, not the GM. Like, nobody denied that. So They just, let it, they four, just let it fucking marinate. <laughs> by day four, people are like, this might be accurate. Like, because you didn't deny it, right? Like, I'm I, I'm not going to lie to you. There was a point where I believed it happened. Oh, 100%. Like, there like, was a it was point.
1: Definitely, it was definitely, like, day three. Day three, like, okay, like, nobody has shut this down. Like, this might
0: be accurate. Yeah. Okay. So now, day four, the Chicago Blackhawks released a statement at around 11 a.m. And the, the statement reads... Paraphrasing here, the Chicago Blackhawks have decided that Corey Perry needs to step away from the team. In other words, we as the Chicago Blackhawks have decided that Corey Perry doesn't need to be a part of this team anymore. So around 2 or 3 p.m., three or four hours later, Corey Perry's agent releases a statement that says, Corey Perry has himself made the decision to step away from the team. Now it's less clear than it was in the first place, because we have more lies. And if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, there's one thing you can't do, and it's a lie. Because if you get caught, you're fucked. To put it very, very simply.
1: Yeah, you get all this like media hate, and then end up with the first overall pick next year.
0: Oy. Yeah. No. Well, that's you're right. That was the, their punishment for their previous egregious. Uh, withholding of information was was Connor Bedard the future of potentially the entire league. So, but then at five p.m. on that on that fourth day, Kyle Davidson, who's the general manager in Chicago, comes out, has a press conference, and basically says, "There's not much that I can say because it is an investigation," but the rumors that have been been going around for the last four days are categorically incorrect and frankly disgusting so finally four days later four days of an 18 year old kid having to watch having to scroll his twitter feed with nothing but people telling him that his mom had sex with his teammate for four days he's 18 i just want to reiterate he's 18 And then finally, four days later, they come out, and that is the first time that anybody with any credibility stated those rumors are incorrect. To me, the most egregious part is that right there, is letting that marinate for four days. That is one of the most absurd decisions that I could think of from a hockey team since maybe the 2011 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, like, that's one of those things, like, as – as soon as that rumor starts going around and, like, gets a bit of traction. Like, that's when you put out a fucking statement. You just be like, hey, like, that's just... You don't have to, you don't have to not tell... True. You don't have to give the, 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 the entire story. You can just be like, that's not true. Yes. That's all they need to put out.
0: And now, just so we can clear things up, we still don't know exactly what happened with Corey Perry. But he did, he did release a statement that it, was some, it had something to do with a staffer. A staff member yeah. of the Chicago Blackhawks. And it was alcohol-fueled. That is what we know. That is all we are going to know until more details come out, which I'm sure they will at a later date. But for now, that is what we know. The rumors were were completely false. And that, see, that's all they had to say. Like, in my eyes, on day one, all they had to say was Corey Perry. They didn't even have to mention that it was a staff member of the team. Corey Perry is stepping away from the team due to an alcohol-fueled incident. That's all they had to say. And they save that mean, kid from that four days they of trouble.
1: You don't even have alcohol fueled in there. I think nobody expects, like, hey, there was an incident. He's stepping away from the team. That's it. And then what if the Bedard and Bedard's mom rumors start, you say that's categorically untrue. And there you go. Like, that's... Why wait
0: four days for that? I just don't understand. I don't understand. But it is what it is. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks continue to... Just absolutely dumbfound me. I I don't understand what they think they're doing over there, like why they run their organization that way is beyond me, man. I don't get it. But that was like the talk of the hockey world for a good chunk of this week. So I feel like we would be uh, doing a disservice not not talking about it. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add to that, or anything else that you would like to talk about?
1: Um. To add to that, not not particularly. It's uh, not a great situation, uh, you know, for anyone. Sick. Yeah, it just that's I just it became so much more than it needed to be. Yeah, like you know, one one statement, and this is like a fucking, and I, I don't mean to sound me like rude when I say this, but like we would have brought it up, talked about it. Corey Perry's stepping away from the Blackhawks, whatever, and that's it. Like that's all it would have been would have just been like a kind of a side note piece that we talk about instead of being like something we sit and talk about for 10 minutes here.
0: Well, and they have to understand that if that's like the let's say if that's the Nashville predators, they they probably could have gotten away with what the Chicago Blackhawks did. Because they because haven't the predators aren't yeah. They they haven't broken the entire hockey world's trust, right? Whereas when Chicago does something like that, of course it's going to get questioned more than it would anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, they, so are, they have to you take know. extra care, and they they didn't. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's really that simple. It's it's not it's not rocket science here, guys. We we know right from wrong. We know when we should. Even if it's a hard statement to make, like even if it's not the easiest thing to do, you know that you have to do it, especially considering your history as as an organization and its very recent history, I might add. Like, come on. Anyway, that's all we have to say about that. Uh, in terms of Corey Perry, honestly, I hate the guy as a hockey player. I hope he gets the help he needs. I think that's because it sounds like he needs some. So uh, I hope that uh, he comes out a better person.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, like, I love Corey Perry. One of my favorite kind of cult icon habs uh, for that 2021 top final run. But, yeah, uh, hope that Corey Perry, like the – the human being gets the help he
0: needs for sure. Absolutely. Um, Should we move into talking about this week's hockey games? Or is there Um, anything else that we should chit chat about beforehand? I got one quick one. They're bringing back the draft for the all-star game. Yes. In Toronto. (laughs) I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Um,
1: I've been, I've been pitching it for three years. I'm so happy they're bringing it back.
0: Um, Yeah, me too. It's
1: just going to, it's just going to be more fun. Like there's going to be, you know, like, think of, like, the, the potential of seeing, like, Bedard and McDavid play together. You know, fucking, like, Matthews and fucking Bedard and Matthews and McDavid. Like, all these combinations that we've not seen before, we might get the chance to finally see. I think it's it's phenomenal. It's been way too long since they've done it. And I hope that Ovi gets picked last and wins the car.
0: <laughs> Did you know that the reason that that was done away with is because the Players Association didn't want to see one of their players get embarrassed by being the last pick? But like, here's the thing:
1: is like every year, like they had some fun with it. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, I remember Phil Kessel getting picked. It was one of the funniest things ever. Yeah, like as a Leafs fan watching that, I enjoyed the hell out of that.
1: You know, I think I think it's great. I think it's, and that's like, yes, you're getting picked last, but you're being picked last of the best fucking
0: players on the planet. <laughs> like, like, Come on. Yeah. 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 What about all the guys who didn't get selected? Yeah, that there's like that.
1: how many hundred, how many hundreds of players who fucking will never even sniff an All Star game in their career, and you're yeah. gonna be salty that you're picked last in the fucking All Star draft. Come on. Yeah. When you, anyways, when you put it yeah, like
0: that, eh? <laughs> like, like, come on, guys.
1: Totally like, can, like, can you imagine me like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm only the fucking like 40th best player in the fucking planet right now? Yeah. Relax.
0: Yeah, chill out. Go take your millions of dollars. You know, for a league that's supposed to be one of the toughest, that PA is sure as soft as baby shit, eh?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Like, like holy shit.
1: And, like I, like, like, I can't remember, like, any of the players who got drafted last, like, Being upset, like it was like everyone was joking and laughing, like everybody had a
0: good time with it, man. Yeah, maybe there was one though that like was really, really irritated and like filed a grievance with the PA or something, and that's why they (laughs) did it. (laughs) Like, can you imagine? Like, I just, yeah, like I can't,
1: I I can just imagine some guy fucking like sitting there just like fuming fucking Christ got picked last in the fucking draft like writing yeah. their letter to the PA and the PA being like wiping fuck. their tears with yeah. hundred
0: dollar bills
1: yeah it's like man like now you only got fucking sent to you know wherever the fuck the all-star game was California yeah we yeah. only sent you to California to fucking play hockey in front of like the world
0: but you were the last guy picked fucking a River Saddle down chum Saddle down all right, let's get into some games this week. You go first. So the Habs have the Kraken tomorrow
1: in Montreal. Uh, we have the Kings on Thursday, Montreal. And then we travel to Buffalo
0: on Saturday. Okay. Uh, so, yes, after last night's uh, game and a three-game week this week, it is only a two-game week for us. Uh, we play Thursday, December the 7th here in... Ottawa and then the Preds come to town for Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday the night and I will be done school by then so that'll be fun that'll be fun uh yeah and then it looks like they actually have a four game week the week after that they have back-to-backs on uh, Monday Tuesday and they play Thursday and Saturday so that should be a fun one looking forward to that uh but yeah only a couple games next week Hopefully we can make the most out of them. We'll probably, uh, a couple teams will probably catch up to us in the standings there in that in that tough-ass division that we're in. It's tough, eh? Especially as the Habs. <laughs> like, you guys are, like, you guys would probably be competitive in, in, in a couple of the other divisions, but, and
1: Yeah, I think definitely, like, I'm competitive maybe is the wrong word, but I think in, like, the Metro, we'd be, like, pushing for a wild card spot, probably, as long as, like, nobody else fucking gets hurt too bad yeah um and like and i think also in like the fucking central i think we could like we would not be terrible in there but yeah it's just it sucks like i've said a few times over the last few years like the habs have you know i say we've picked their perfect time but like to rebuild this is like the best time to do
0: it in the atlantic <laughs> everybody's just so good like yeah the thing about the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference for me this year is I think the Western Conference is a little bit more top-heavy. Like, the best teams in the Western Conference are really, really good. Like, we're talking the Colorados, the Dallas Stars, um, Vegas. the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, those are three really, really good hockey teams. But then it really, really tapers off after that. Whereas in the East, it's very deep. Like, oh, yeah. everybody's like, <laughs> got, you know.
1: Like it's It's easier to name the shit teams in the East. Yeah, because it's fucking Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, and what? Philly, Columbus. Columbus? Yeah,
0: and, and I like, wouldn't ever, even say like, ever... Detroit is not a shit team right now. Detroit has been very, very good, dude. Don't yeah, but, like, but c- compare them to the
1: rest of the Eastern Conference, right? Yeah, they're
0: yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, well, like Tampa is not even like Tampa. I believe is on a four game skid, dude. Yeah, they have lost four in a row. They got like shit kicked by the Dallas Stars yesterday afternoon. But hammer. Uh, like it was tough to watch. It was like eight one, nine-one. Uh eight-one final, I believe. Vasilevsky got yanked.
1: And like I mean, we were talking about it uh, when we were hanging out yesterday, but like I don't even remember the last time Tampa held like five. Yeah. Man. Like it's it's been rough for them this year. But again, Vasilevsky's only been back for what, a couple weeks.
0: Yeah yeah uh, not even. I think he's like a week week back, maybe yeah. three or four games tops. yeah, eight one. oh man, they got
1: hammered. I mean, they'll well, get no no they'll get no sympathy for me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Like that's, that's a rough game but you're not getting any fucking sympathy from yeah, me. I
0: believe I, I believe on the broadcast Dave Randorf said that they had not lost by that wide of a margin since they lost 9-1 back in their Stanley Cup 2021 season, which was the COVID year.
1: Yeah, so that yeah, that's fucked.
0: Holy shit. Wow. They play again tomorrow. That's mean.
1: Oh, they play Dallas again?
0: Yeah. Oh. They play tomorrow in Tampa this time. Wow. I'd love that's to see spicy. the Stars do it to them on home ice. That's Tampa's 10-10-5, like dude. Like, they are not great. No, they're literally playing 500 hockey.
1: What the hell? <laughs> that is not good. Well, like, that's like it's, good to see. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, fuck them. Like, for, like, first of all, first and foremost,
0: fuck them. Yeah, like, um, three finals, two cops over the past three years, I think they'll be okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's weird to see what we them do what we thought the Bruins would do, like, every year for the past, like, four or five years.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they're. They, do you know what? And even watching that game last night, a big part of that is Linus Allmark suck Like, I predicted that he was going to suck this year. Boy, does that look bad. Boy, yeah that that's
1: protect. like that's a fucking one of the shittiest hot takes uh through 25 games
0: ave like sub 900 save percentage try like sub 975 <laughs> this guy looks like prime wall and brodeur had a kid like I don't know yeah what and then, that... and
1: then, but the the the, other, the thing is that when he's not net it's fucking swayman in that who is and like, good
0: Fuck, how did they just, how did they go from Tuka Ask? Like, for, okay, let's go, let's talk Tim about Thomas. It. They, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas, Tukar and now Omar and Swayman as this 1A, 1B duo that's like Thanos and fucking God. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's, it's, it doesn't, it's unfair.
1: It's like, unfair. Not that, I, I, I don't, I want to make sure I phrase this right. Like, not that you want your, goalies like fighting for for a position but there's the the fact that they're like they're not competitive about it at all that they're like literally like best friends and they're so happy to like fucking split games it's like they have like the Bruins have like the perfect scenario there
0: it's unbelievable
1: like it's actually wild like you think back to like Luongo and Schneider in Vancouver and like how that just like was a disaster because they both wanted all the games yes and like it's like a, a good problem to have having two good goalies, but that's like the Canucks handled it poorly and didn't get, you know,
0: the best out, get out of it.
1: Yeah. And now you have like the Bruins coincidentally enough. Uh, it, it's the Bruins uh, when we're comparing them to the Canucks, but like you have like the two best goalies in the league who are like in perfect sync with each other. Like that's just, it's insane.
0: Yeah, and I, my my bet against them might go down as one of the worst bets in human history.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like that's when we do the fucking uh, season wrap up video. Like I'm pulling the clip of you saying no, sub 900 all marks save percentage, and we're putting you on roast.
0: Oh yeah, and I will deserve it. I might even roast myself.
1: Oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have no choice because he's gonna probably fucking win a Vezna or something. What's he sitting at
0: right now? <laughs> Linus oh, yeah. Allmark.
1: <laughs> 9.18. Yeah, and Swain was rocking at 9.30. <sighs> yeah, I think you might have been wrong on that one, Eve. <sighs> yeah, I
0: think you're right. How did this guy put up a 9.38 last year? <laughs> Dude! Yeah. That's insane. All right. Well, I'll eat my shorts on that one. Uh, do you have anything else that you would like to get off of your Chescatano Gallo today? Uh, no, I do believe that is it.
1: Actually, no, nope. I'll just I'll just run back and say I'm really happy that Monty signed that deal. I'm,
0: like, super happy about that. Yeah. There you go. Shout out, Monty. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 111 of the Bitter Rivals podcast, powered by 91N. Once again, I am your your host, Avery Roche, along with co-host Catano Gallo, and we are signing off. Thank you for listening this week. Uh, follow us on socials. As you know, Gatano will have them in the link below if you're watching on YouTube uh, or where else oh, the, links,
1: the, the, the link is everywhere. Uh, so we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are basically everywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. And then also uh, on the Bitter Rivals, or on the uh, 91N uh, YouTube uh, platform as well. So there we're you everywhere.
0: go. You get those links clicked, boys and girls. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you episode, or next week for episode 112. And uh, have a great week.